Welcome back to Currently with Curator, where I share my latest style obsessions, all of which you can access through my shopping community, Curator. Here's a Halloween gift for you all. We just made our fall warehouse sale even better. Now, when you spend up to $150, you can take 30% off with code WAREHOUSE30. Spend $150 to $300 and take 40% off with code WAREHOUSE40. Or spend over $300 and take 50 off with code WAREHOUSE50. I mean, you can't do better than that. My favorite new additions include jewelry by Marin Costello, skincare from Wonder Beauty, and sunglasses by St. Owen. This isn't a trick, but you can only treat yourself to these savings through October 31st. Don't wait until it's too late. Head to curator.com. That's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com and check out the fall warehouse sale now. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe, and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. This show is all about celebrating extraordinary superwomen who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying incredibly glamorous. Today with me, we have the deliciously talented, super sweetest, Candace Nelson. Candace is a judge on the hit television series Cupcake Wars and Sugar Rush, but she's most known for creating Sprinkles Cupcakes, the world's first all-cupcake bakery. And now, most recently, taking the country by storm with the best pizza in LA and soon to be everywhere else, Pizzana. You must try it if you haven't. Candace and I go way back, and I cannot wait to go over her insane history. So let's get started. So I want to start first by saying... You know, and I say none of this because you're one of my favorite people. Um, I say that you are this like ray of sunshine and light in anyone's lives that knows you. And like right back at you, I think nobody actually knows that this genius that created the world of Sprinkles and then Pizzana and now has a second book is like this powerhouse brainiac former banker, went to like 15 schools, like, you know, (laughs) all the things. And I think that like, it's funny because you don't carry yourself in that way. And I bet you do in a room, right? Like I bet in that room at that table, you are like loud and proud and definite and powerful and opinionated and all those things. But in like your real life, you're like this kind, funny, humble mom that like, is it every freaking sports game? Cause your kids are super sporty. I kind of wish mine were that sporty. They pretend to be, but they're not. And, um, and you know, and I've learned a lot from you and I think, you know, I would share with our listeners that Candace and I met through a mutual friend, Jenny Kane, many, many moons ago when my first and Candace's second were young And I ended up, we ended up at the same school and Candace helped me as a school mom, which was terrifying to be the new person. And we became forever friends. And it's like Candace walks into a room and I'm happy. It's like an immediate love and hug all around. But I think the fact that you are this powerful ideas person and this entrepreneur, I want to talk about that because I remember you and I having a conversation about your 
your school experience in life long ago. And I just remember like having my jaw to the floor. So I want to hear sort of like from the beginning a little bit, just sort of touch on like, were you, well, first of all, where did you grow up? Because I think that's very important that people don't know about you. I just want to respond to something you said, which thank you for all those lovely words. And I mean, I just, this is just going to be a mutual love fest because (laughs) I just feel exactly the same way about you. You are such a golden light and you are such a true blue friend and so loyal and such a girl's girl. And I respect and admire you so much, but in, you know, talking about how I sort of make my way through the world, I do think that being an entrepreneur at the end of the day is very humbling, right? And it does, right? Right. We get the, we're glamorized, but we get the hard knocks like daily. So it really is not too hard for me to have humility (laughs) Um, because I just, every day I wake up and I'm like, what problems am I solving today? hundred percent. Who's going to knock me back? Who's going to knock me down? I'm just going to keep my head down and keep on going. Yeah. So I grew up overseas a lot of my life, which a lot of people don't know, um, was born in Jakarta, Indonesia, spent time growing up, right? Duh. The co- um, literally like the coolest thing ever. I just want to say, <laughs> was it the coolest thing ever? It was. So here's the thing. Yes. And no, right. Because yes, because I was having this incredible experience as an expat and sure. learning about these diverse cultures around the world that I would never have had exposure to. Sure. No, because I was just a little girl that kind of missed home. Too. Sure, sure. And and so, but it ended up being, of course, so foundational to where yeah. I am today because the way that I was able to stay connected to my homeland yep. was through baking. Yeah. I, I couldn't go to the corner store and made on Sumatra and get a chocolate <laughs> cookie or a Rice Krispie treat. So I spent hours in the kitchen baking with my mom. Oh my God. And I baked all of those things and they were my connection to home. They were, you know, this is pre, pre, pre internet. This was when long distance phone calls were expensive and they dropped. So it was hard for me. I I was homesick and, and that was my connection. So baking has always been for me more than just about the treats. Right. right? Of course. It was like therapy almost. It was like cathartic for you to do that. It was comfort. Yes. And I know we share this too. Um, for those of you who don't know, Rachel is an exceptional baker and bakes for <laughs> when her you family. Say exceptional, I think that's for real life, not compared to Candace. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not doing books and stores. I do it because I love it, but I am, I can't touch a sprinkle. I mean, or anything that she makes. I just want to know, know that. your banana bread is pretty b- bananas. <laughs> But so ultimately, I ended up going to a very rigorous boarding school in New England while my parents were still living overseas. I went to a very academic college. And and then I ended up at a very prestigious job in investment banking, working with tech companies. It was, you know, the late 90s. I was working um, uh, with tech companies and then ultimately went and jumped ship to go to a dot-com because that was sort of the dot-com boom. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was like this gold rush that was happening in San Francisco. Yeah. But then two things happened. One was the dot-com bust, yes. which meant I was <laughs> out on my butt sure. without a job. Of course. And the second thing was 9-11, yeah. which we all remember, right? Yep. Yesterday. And which was so clarifying and crystallizing for me because it was the first time that I had asked myself like what I really wanted to do with my life. And I think a lot of people can relate to that from that time period or even from 
the more recent I, pandemic. I, I quit period. my job after that. I turned right. down every shoot for about four months because I just was like depressed and didn't want, I thought it was vacuous. So I was like, I need to start over. Right. So because I get when it. you, when you think about that, this could all end tomorrow. Yes. It brings things into focus yes. real fast. Yep. And I realized that I had been kind of buying into this myth that if yeah. I followed a certain path, sure. I would find success and happiness. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't what had happened. Most people and do that, by the way. So I want to I want to pause there for a second, because mm -hmm. I think a lot of a lot of young people and I think especially women, I think I, I mean, I can't speak for men, but I would say as a woman, I think we tend to lean into that. This is our plan, right? Mm -hmm. We want to if I do this by X, I do this by X and I do this by X, then it's going to be that. Right. Totally. And that's 99% of the time, not how it actually works. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think you're right. Okay. So continue. So the next logical step for me would have been to go to business school. It's what all my peers were doing. It's sort of the next sort of step in the trajectory after yeah. a financial analyst program. And I was like, Ew. I'm going to pastry school. <laughs> Bless <laughs> your not soul. This was not what anyone had had in the cards for me, including myself, but I wanted to do something that brought me joy. I wanted to, I wanted to create something that I could put into the world that mm -hmm. would create some joy because it was such a dark period of yeah. time. Yeah. But I, I was realistic in the sense that, you know, I thought I, I've always loved to bake as a hobby. Maybe it won't be my career. It'll be let's my to, side hustle. Right. Let's let's at least go to pastry school and find out. Like, let's test this. And what I found was that I loved it so much. Like, it was just such a, it was medicine for me after having, you know, been working at a desk, crunching numbers. I loved working with my hands. I loved creating beautiful things that people could enjoy. It was so tangible. And, and you were um, living in New York at this point? This was now in San Francisco. San Fran. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And there was a sweet little pastry school just down the street from me. I mean, it was like, I went from this, you know, 40th floor of this office building um, with views of the bay to like this sweet little kitchen with an organic garden in the back and sunlight streaming in. And Isn't I just was like, this is medicine for my soul. Oh my God. That's, it was and, amazing. And so were you with Charles at that point? Yes. We had just gotten married. Okay. Okay. So, so I had, I you met all where? these pastries home. You met where? <laughs> We met in San Francisco. We actually worked together. That's we were at the investment bank. Okay. We weren't dating at the time, but that's when I first noticed like what a kind and lovely person he was mm -hmm. because he really stood out amongst a sea of investment <laughs> bankers who aren't necessarily known for their people skills, um, their kindness. And I'll just leave it at that. And you were um, probably, Candace, correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine you were probably very much in the minority as an investment banker there as a woman. As a, as a woman, yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And it was very much thinking back at that time, it was like you wanted to do whatever you could to fit in. Yeah, right? of course. Of course. So I was like, you know, you'd wear the pantsuit. I was going to say pantsuit. Talk like a man, dress like a man, like whatever you could do to fit in. I mean, I knew nothing about sports, but I tried, you know. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That's like really... Um, it's interesting because, you know, Roger was an investment banker for many years yes. in New York. And, you know, what he always says about it, and I hear this time and time again, he has no regrets about it because he uses it every day of his life. Mm. So it's the best mm. training he ever had, but he genuinely hated it. And it's one of those things where there's a handful of people that love it and do it forever. There's a handful of people or a lot of people that don't love it, but know it's what they should do forever, right? And then there's yeah. the people that take it for what it is and say, this is not who I am. 
I need to do more. I'm walking away now. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to me that you were definitely one of those people because in those days, I hate to say in those days, but you know, it wasn't a year ago. Um, it was courageous to do that because females did not, and we're getting better now. And thanks to people like you and Amy Griffin and so many others that I know and love are women are having the opportunity now to start businesses, get funded by, you know, all different ways of getting funded. And I think um, my guess is that coming from that, that's why you're so supportive of female and female founders and everything else. Well, thank you. I I do think that that support, that network, that mentorship is so important. And I think it was harder to come by back in, you know, when I was first starting in my career. And frankly, because there was only one seat at the table for a woman. So it wasn't like a more is more mentality. It was a little bit more competitive than it is much more collaborative now. And I love how women are just uplifting other women. And we are so much stronger together. And it's like, I am all in on that. Right. Yes. I know you came into that G9 like guns a blazing. Like you had <laughs> such a smile on your face. Like this is like vacation of happiness in, in that room. And and by the way, it was uh, Candace and I have an, uh, an amazing friend, uh, Amy Griffin, who has a, an amazing fund, but also she is a champion of women. You guys actually really remind me um, a lot of each other. Your energy. You're like, oh, I feel like well, you'd be the best compliment. camp counselor, Candace, by the way. I feel like- so funny. Well, you know our mutual friend Marcy. Yes. Um, so Marcy is a publicist. She was uh PR for Sprinkles yep. back in the day. Oh, wow. And she always laughs at me because although she's originally from LA, she's now such a New Yorker. Yeah. And I I have kind of like the anti-New York personality where yes. I'm very excited all the time. <laughs> and she said that I should have pom-poms in my hands I, at all times. You should. <laughs> but I do think, you know, it's funny. I just had my stand-up with my company this morning and I was like, God, you guys, I was saying to like the young people that work for us, if there's one thing that you learn working here, please learn the positivity from your peers, from the leaders in this company, it goes so much further than you know when you bring that smile to any situation, when you bring that positivity and the sort of like, it's all good, no matter what's happening, it's it's like that calm and that positivity in any business just goes so far. No one doesn't want to be around it. I couldn't agree more. And I think it's so critical when you're in business, particularly as an entrepreneur, yes. there's so little you can control sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like the problems keep popping up. It's like a whack-a-mole. <laughs> the only thing that you can control is your attitude towards it, right? It's true. It's so true. you can make a situation worse yep. or better. Yep. And ultimately to have longevity in business, you really have to work on that mindset and that perspective. And, and I agree, Rachel, so much. It's really about you know, being problem solvers and being problem solvers with like a positive attitude. Yes. Mental strength is so important. And to mentor. And I think, you know, I want to talk about that with you. So you obviously like kind of, you grew up all over, you, you completely did a left turn out of finance and everything else. I mean, I, I obviously, and we know how this ends, like it was clearly the best decision, but I think who, when you think of, and, and, and some people have them and some don't, but who really was that person for you that had that impact where you were like, okay, they see me, they get me. 
like, and maybe you didn't have that person. And I'm, I'm curious, um, sort of who is that person that was like your magic, Candace, you have that magic. And I'm going to tell you how you're going to get there and find it. So a couple of people, I would say one from afar, I talked about how, you know, going into investment banking, kind of proving myself in a man's world. I also went to a very, very progressive college. I mean, we spelled women back in the day with a W-O-M-Y-N so that we would take the men out of the women. Stop I'm not kidding. It. Like that's how progressive. And this is, this was back. I mean, I graduated in 96. Wow. So, that's amazing. So, yeah. So for me to be going into the field of domestic arts as my career, mm-hmm. for me to be embracing baking felt very regressive to me. It yeah. was like anti-feminist. Yeah. Right, right. So the person who kind of got me over that hump was Martha Stewart. Not that she was a, you know, not that she was talking to me on the daily, but she was through her TV show. But she was, she she somehow Martha, the same way Oprah in different ways, like spoke to us somehow. I, I, I get it. Yeah. And she was able to take I mean, she went all in on domestic arts. Sure I mean, did. she was like knitting and stuff, right? Uh, <laughs> Candace, she could build a house with four toothpicks. A hundred percent. Like I actually but, would watch her do it. She can do it. And yet she was, she leaned into this domestic side and yet she was the strongest, sure. most incredible businesswoman. Yep. And she was the one who really gave me permission yep. to say, you know what? I, I'm i not giving anything up by embracing this feminine side. Sure. Right? Sure. And then- Beyond that, just on a personal level, I think when I came up with the idea to have to start the first ever cupcakes only bakery mm-hmm. and to really elevate cupcakes and kind of reinvent them, mm-hmm. um, it was my husband Charles who is still my partner to this day yep. in all of our businesses. The sweetest, like, I love uh, him. I love. He's such a good man. He's another sick. Virgo. He's special. He's a good one. Oh, thank you. Well, I feel the same way about your partnership too. So he was the one who literally was kind of the wind beneath my wings, yeah. to, you know, not to be yeah. totally cheesy, but no. you know, I didn't necessarily have the confidence at the time. I did not grow up in a house where my parents were entrepreneurs. My dad was a corporate lawyer for God's sake. We were like the most risk averse family ever. <laughs> so for him to say, <laughs> if you nail these recipes, let's do this together was everything to me. See, okay. So this is so interesting. I mean, I could talk to you for 15 hours, but here's the thing. Um, I think Part of the reason that you and I fell in love, I think one of the things that we um, bonded over, besides that we also have two boys um, and we're boy moms, that said, Candace only ever wanted boys and got two boys. I think it was assumed I would have girls and I didn't. Now, of course, I live and die and can't imagine anything else. But our husbands are our partners. I think you and I once had the conversation about how we still profoundly enjoy being with our husbands. (laughs) And... We do have many friends that have separate lives than their husbands. And I think whatever works for anyone's relationship is is up to them. But I think you and I really still love to go on dates with our husbands and take them to all these things because I think the thing is, and, and I feel this way, and I say this very loud and proud, I love women. I support women. Um, I believe in all things women. But I also think there's amazing men. And I do think when you're lucky enough to have one by your side for as long as we have, that ultimately end up being your partners mm-hmm. and biggest cheerleaders and supporters, it goes farther than anybody can really understand until they're in that situation. Because to your earlier point about 
being an entrepreneur, the highs are high and the lows are low. And those lows and highs are almost daily, by the way, right? And there's, oh, there's, yeah, it's, it's waves, right? What are we waking up to today? Exactly. And I, it's true. <laughs> and so I think that having that person by your side to live with that, through that, with you on the daily, and to also parent together, it's, there isn't a day that goes by where people don't ask me, uh, how does that work? How, wh- how do you, do you not fight all that? Like, how does that? And when I always say, and, and I'm curious to know how you feel, for me, when you have a partner in business and in life, there is a, a trust there, right? That is unbreakable. When your husband is your partner or your wife or whomever is your partner, to me, the age old story of the disaster between partners in business that go wrong. Who would I rather have by my side and trust more than I would my husband? Do we bicker? Yes, like crazy. Do we like, do you know what I mean? Do we pick our areas that he is and I? Yes. I mean, it's a clear divide, of course, but like, but I I mean, I think my question to you is, for me, I never question it because there's no one I would trust more to Mm -hmm. have my back Mm -hmm. and root for me, which I think is the most important thing in a partnership is that you're rooting for each other and that's in work and in life. So my question for you is, how do you feel about it? You obviously love it because he's your partner, but I mean, what are the strengths and challenges there? Because people ask me that all the time. And, And more and more I have friends that their husbands are becoming their partners and they're scared. They're nervous about it. They're nervous about it. (laughs) Now, a word from our sponsor, Genesis. Okay, guys, me again. And I have got to tell you about Genesis and how they're all new. G90 is my favorite new luxury sedan. It's the flagship vehicle of the Genesis line that's perfectly designed for people who defy definition. And of course, that's every guest I've had on this show at this point, and you too. The G90's signature two-line LED headlamps set it apart, giving it a look unlike anything else. I'm telling you guys, it is so beautiful that like my family can't stop talking about this car. And we sort of feel like, I don't know, we kind of feel like we're in the most luxurious like airplane flying across the world right now. That's how good this car is. And then, of course, there's what's inside, a mood curator with four different settings, which engages all of your senses, automatically sets the music, ambient lighting, and fragrance in the cabin. It's like a little spot getaway every time you take a drive. Plus, with the touch of a button, the available easy closed doors make getting into the car so easy, which any parent can tell you that getting young children in and out of a car is one of the day's biggest challenges. I love that it has standard front row power massage seats. It's actually my favorite part because who doesn't want or need a massage all throughout the day? It actually makes me not want to get out of my car. Also available in the rear power seats is the massage function. So when you need a quick massage on the go, sometimes I'll make Roger drive. I'll jump in the back, put my footrest out. The Genesis G90 is for those who are making their mark on the world and want to enjoy the most luxurious amenities while they do it. 
Check out Genesis.com for more information on the all-new Genesis G90. You will be obsessed. I think you brought up a good point. You bicker together. Yeah. That's not a sign that things aren't working. Right. There's a way to bicker within a relationship. It's really about, to me, like at the end of the day, can you handle conflict resolution? Because there's bound to be conflict. Yes. But do you solve that conflict in the right way? Right. 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 So as long, I think as long as you can sort of own that piece of it, um, yes. I mean, the benefits are incredible. They're boundless. I mean, just the fact that, you know, we were brainstorming after coming home from a party when I was pregnant at midnight and came up with the idea of the cupcake ATM. Like, that's a brainstorm that wouldn't have happened if Best like, thing ever, we by weren't the way. both in the room, <laughs> right? And you're and you're right, the highs and the lows. So like, who would you rather have, you know, picking you up after like a really devastating, yep. you know, drama issue or yes. drama, yes. you know? And yes. who would you rather have like celebrating the wins? Yep. It, it's so- And having, with your children. And so that's the other thing I would say is just that you're your values are aligned with respect to your business, but it's not just your business. Your values are aligned with respect to your family too. So if your child is sick and somebody's got to miss the important meeting or the opening day, like you know that you have each other's back. Somebody's going to step in because you both are aligned overall for life. It's a beautiful thing, but 100% not for everyone. And you can certainly find a co-founder out there who (laughs) is not your husband. But I do believe, I do believe in the value of co-founders. I do think just having that person that like you can call in the middle of the night when the website goes down. Yes. Um, And I talk about this in my book. In my book, I talk about the value of a co-founder and I even, I even talk about, um, you know, different ways to find those people if they're not necessarily right in your network. Okay. So first sprinkles. So that was your baby along with your babies, right? Because you had the boys in between before, after, during, right? Yeah. So we opened sprinkles just to, you know, skip over this quickly, but we opened sprinkles. Everyone said it wouldn't work. It had never been done before. We were opening in LA where no one eats cupcakes. Don't you love when people say that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That will never work. Well, I do because it makes for a good story. Of course. Of course. Like (laughs) the challenge. Of course. Yeah, the obstacle is the way. Yeah. So, but you know, it was definitely that sort of it, entrepreneurial story of like us against the world. We believed in our vision and no one else did. And not to mention it was the height of the South Beach diet. Like everybody was on a low carb <laughs> diet. Cupcakes were definitely not cool. So we opened up and it was sort of, you know, lightning in a bottle. From day one, we had people lined up from, you know, Daily Candy, which was that email newsletter that was I so remember. So hot back in the yep. day. And then shortly thereafter, you know, Katie Holmes talked about us. And yep. then eight months in, Oprah Winfrey asked to have our cupcakes on her show. Oh, and so, dream. but then it was such a dream. That, I mean, that's the dream. I mean, the dream. Oprah and by saying, the way, Oprah breathing the word of your business is the dream for me anyway, magic. for sure. Ugh. Magic. And so um, it wasn't, I think, until two years in that I had my first child. But you're right. Sprinkles was definitely my first child. And just like, you know, you raise children and you watch them grow and they fly away. We did end up selling the significant stake in Sprinkles like almost eight years in. Which, you know, for most entrepreneurs, I mean, that's the dream, right? Is, Is exiting on some level, right? Whether it's fully, whether it's partially. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just 
that just is a, is a testament to the success of the brand and it continues to live on in the biggest way, which is also the dream, right? I mean, yes, the dream and the hope is that you are passing the reins to somebody who understands the brand, who has the network and connections to make it fly and who can take it out of the realm of sort of founder mode, which is, you know, I'm, I'm much more of like an idea person, go to market branding, all of that. All of a sudden we were, you know, we had a national business, brick and mortar retail business. There wasn't a time in the day where there wasn't someone in a sprinkles baking a cupcake. It's the sickest thing. So that meant that calls could come in at three in the morning that the oven was broken. <laughs> and we had little boys that were were growing up and it was hard because when Charles and I opened a store, we would go relocate. I mean, we lived in Dallas for three months. Of course we did. Hiring and training. So it just got to be an operational play. Yeah. And we ultimately found someone who was great at that. And so, yes, you're right. I think you know, to a certain extent, well, to a great extent, it's the dream of, um, you know, founding, scaling and selling a company. Um, but there's also loss that comes with it. I'm not going to lie. Just like, you know, control control and And identity. Identity to a certain extent. Right. I mean, that was, you know, people called me Mrs. Sprinkles. You're just so much more than that, Candice. You're uh, just so much more you, than Thank you, Rach. Thank you. I, mean, I hope so. My kids, my, <laughs> I told the boys that I was talking to this morning. And first, after Sky was like, I need to see Harry. Mm. Caius goes, when can we have pizzana? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. I love those boys. Okay. They are the cutest. <laughs> and by the way, Excellent palettes. Excellent, Excellent palettes. palettes. They do well, especially <laughs> Sky Man. If I told you what that kid ordered for dinner last night, I mean, he eats things that I, I still don't eat and have never tried. He is fearless. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm. We're going out to dinner then. That sounds like my kind of dining companion. So, you know, he watched your TV show religiously. Anything <laughs> with Candace Schuyler is like this. And Love so, um, you know, I want to quickly touch on Pizzana. And I want to talk about sweet success. Yeah. First of all, okay, so Pizzana. So, and again, in a world filled, well, I shouldn't say a world, I should say a state filled with non carb eating, diet obsessed, fitness obsessed, like culture, Candace and Charles decide to launch Pizzana, right? And I'm like, wait, what? And she's like, pizza. I'm like, what? Like vegan, gluten free? She's like, no. She's like, I mean, we'll have <laughs> options. But you being the like culinary, like, you know, person that you are, I think was like, no, no, no. I'm actually going to launch the best and different, right? So tell me a little bit about Pizzana and why after like getting off of sprinkles a bit, you were like, okay, round two. Because not mm-hmm. everyone does that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think I love starting companies. Yeah, obviously. It's really fun until then they grow up a little bit and then you're like, wait right. a second. Right. Sure. <laughs> Why can't they be an infant again? Sure. It's like Why kids. can't we just be in the dreaming? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just be in the dreaming stage forever. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I that really honestly, that was something that came into my life that I wasn't expecting. Right. And it was, you know, based on the fact that I met this really passionate chef, mm-hmm. Daniele Uditi. He had yeah. just immigrated to the United States from yeah. Naples, Italy. Yeah. I had one bite of his pizza. <laughs> I heard his story about coming to the United States with $200 in his pocket and smuggling in his grandmother's sourdough oh starter. <laughs> and I was Amazing. like, and he said he wanted to start his own restaurant. And I said, 
we need to do that together. Like I could just see it. I could just see, I had a vision for it. And so sure enough, we opened in Brentwood a couple years later. And essentially what Pizzana is, is, well, I'm kind of doing what we did for cupcakes back in the day, yes. which was transforming something that people already thought they knew yes. into something that's new and surprising. Sure. And so, um, you know, Pizzana is really the best of Italy meets the best of Southern California. Um, We call it neo-Neapolitan pizza because true Neapolitan pizza is sort of soupy in the middle. You have to eat it with that fork and knife. Totally. Americans like to pick up their, they like handheld food in general, right? Yeah, they do. But we definitely like to pick up our pizza. And so um, it's sort of this blend of cultures. It's you know, just and this- it is the best. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't say that because I know and love you. Like, <laughs> I would be polite about it. You know what I mean? If we, right, but right. it really, without anybody knowing that I know you, without anybody, when you have pizza on it, it's like that overwhelming reaction of like, no matter who I send there or whatever, they'll be like, okay. I have to not eat today because I'm going to pizza on it tonight. And what's that one with all the like meat and the thing and everybody? Oh, carnivoro. Talk- yeah. He <laughs> talks about this for like days. Oh my God. So it's like, it really is unique and it really is special. And it really did bring something in a world filled with pizza, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's sort of the thing. I remember you telling me about it and I was like, Wait, but isn't there? I mean, listen, LA. Right, there's not, no shortage of pizza. There's no shortage of pizza, but I would argue to say LA is not. I, I would say that Pizzana really stands out here and it is just the best ever. And um, so I think my question for you is, are you going all the way with Pizzana? Like, am I going to, like, is the dream someday, like, I'm going to go to Whole Foods or wherever and be able to find it in a freezer and like, you know, that I can make my own Pizzana kind of thing? I sure hope so. We're <laughs> definitely growing fast right now. We you know, we went into the pandemic uh, with two locations and luckily survived. We really had our takeout situation dialed in yep. and our customers were so supportive of us. I I honestly like Less. gives me chills. Yeah. I mean, it was it, it was like a personal relationship with our customers. Like yep. people were checking in on us. It was unbelievable. So out of the pandemic, we opened one more and now we have two more in the works in Southern California. Amazing. But Excitingly, we also have <gasps> um, a Dallas opening plan. Amazing! In Amazing. November, early November, late October, Amazing. we're also expanding beyond Dallas within Texas, and now we're shipping nationally too through Gold Belly. Amazing! So, yes, so Amazing. All, you know our gluten free and our vegan options are available Amazing. via Gold Belly, um, and then also this is kind of fun, but. Daniele has a show coming out on Hulu called uh, Best in Dough, where he's going to be this pizza judge. And um, it's just like a fun, you know, co-viewing, family viewing sort of situation. And it's uh, streaming on Hulu starting September 19th. So it'll probably already be out by the time this comes out. Incredible. Of course he is, by the way. Yeah. So, and he's just such a great personality and it's so fun to watch him shine because he's, he's, it's really an American dream story. I, I love that. And I also think like, and and I do think to the point of Pizzana spreading out everywhere and being more accessible to everybody, I think that's the dream in this life we live in now. Let's give everyone access to the best, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we've seen you do that with Sprinkles and now with Pizzana, and I'm sure you're plotting something next. But I, I do want to hear about sweet success because I imagine that sweet success has to do with the highs and the lows and the ups and the downs and the challenges and the 
I want to crawl into a hole and quit today and I'm done and wait, just kidding. I'm not, I'm starting Mm -hmm. a new business. So tell me, (laughs) tell me about your book and tell me why another book and like how excited everybody should get about it. Thank you, Rachel, (laughs) for that lovely intro to the book. First off, I want to say I, it is not a cookbook. So if you are expecting more (laughs) cookies and cupcakes, I am sorry to disappoint you. Although there may be a pre-order bonus. So, you know, um, you know, you're going to have to do another one of those, Candice. You're going to have to do another one of those. You, you, you have to do another cookbook. You're going to baking book, cookbook, something pizza on a book. I don't know. You're going to have to do it. Never say never. I I definitely need to get back in the kitchen and do that. (laughs) Sweet success on the other hand is really a guide to entrepreneurship. Yeah. And it is told through the lens of my building, scaling, and ultimately selling sprinkles. So it's told through the lens of me as a first-time founder where I literally knew nothing. And Mm -hmm. so I, during the pandemic, had a time to sit down and do something that many of us type A, busy, busy people don't get a chance to do, which is reflect on where I've been and how I got there. Yeah. And I also, and I know you're in the same boat, but mentor some, you know, um, early founders and I have a lot of requests for more mentorship. And ultimately at the end of the day, there's only so many hours. Of course. And so I wanted to, you know, provide my advice and support on a larger platform. And so that's what sweet success is. And it's really based on my mission that I believe entrepreneurship is for all, you know, even though we see like, Elon Musk in the papers all the time, or Jeff Bezos. It's like, you don't need to be building a rocket ship to the moon to be making a change in the world. And I do think for me, it's also like a a love letter to women and a rallying cry for them to like, you know, come online with their confidence, do it, go after their dreams. Like it shouldn't take 9-11 or some tragedy to happen for us to be really asking ourselves, what do we want to do? Right? Yes. Um, Yes. So- And I hear that a lot, Candace. I do. I hear a lot of women that are highly educated or like went through all this school and then they had children and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. their children were in school full time and they woke up and said, now what? What do I do? Am I too old to start something? Am I, you know, is it too late to like start from the beginning and all of those things? So I think you're a hundred percent right. You're right. We have friends who are empty nesters now who are brilliant and have time on their hands and they have an idea on the back burner. So this book is for them, but it's also for your niece who's in college and is taking entrepreneurship courses. Who also follows your original book like it's a Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then there's a lot of bakery owners who are really excited about this book because they already have, you know, it's really about anyone who has a passion that wants to turn it into a full-time gig. It's, It's so needed. It's so needed. And I also think you know, you're such a relatable person, Candace, you are, even though you've lived this very, um, you know, I'm not going to say glamorous. I'm going to say very uh, cultured, very enriched, very educated life. You know, you come from very intelligent parents, <laughs> doers and workers. And I think, you know, listen, I think when you come from a family of doers and workers, you, I find that children go either way, right? I think right. they they have it or they are like allergic to it, right? <laughs> so get them that summer okay. job. Right. Get them that summer <laughs> job. I do want to ask you like sort of one sort of final question before we, we end, because I could talk to you for four days straight. But Feel the same way. How do you find the working as a mom? Mm. Because for me, that's actually the biggest challenge of all mm-hmm. of it because you want to be there for everything. 
Mm-hmm. And I do find, tell me if you agree or not, but I do find that having my husband as my partner makes that hurdle easier because you can cover for each other. You dictate your schedule. You dictate your travel. You can roll as a family, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But when you have to miss that thing that you know your boys want you at, like, tell me about that. And also building your first business while mm-hmm. having babies. Mm-hmm. So hard. It's so hard. I'm not going to sit here and say I've found the perfect answer. There I mean, isn't one. There isn't one. I think I think what I like to think about is just that, you know, you're a mother for a long time mm-hmm. or a short period of time, depending on how you look at it. But <laughs> I like to think of it as a long, expansive period Forever. of time. And they're going to be different. <laughs> exactly. Different seasons mm-hmm. of that motherhood and of your life that are going to be more focused on work that mm-hmm. you might feel like you're you're not as present as you want to be. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of entrepreneurship to me is that it always allows you that flexibility to come yes. back around yes. and like go all in on your family in yes. a way that maybe having a nine to five wouldn't allow you to. It's true. Like summer, yes. right? Summer and even like, you know, the Halloween parade at noon on a Wednesday. Like, yep. I don't know how someone who has to be at an office can go do that. No, it's very But hard. I'm able to. I'm able to work, yep. or, you know, move things around. Of course. At, at the end of the day, we probably work more hours because it yes. never shuts off. Never. Having but ideas at 2 a.m., 100%. Creative brain never shuts off. Never. But I also, as my kids have gotten older now, Charlie's 15, by the way, six foot three, uh, Rachel. Obviously. I love that you're die. surprised. I love that you're no. surprised. I am surprised. I mean, Why are you surprised? You're like I mean, five, what, 10? No, I know, but I figured he'd be tall eventually, but not yet. I still think, I guess he's 15, but I still think of him as so little. It's crazy. If when right? my kids tower over me, I'm literally going to like, I just, I still hug them like they're two. I still kiss them like they're two. It's not normal. That will never change, Rachel. I know that about you. It but- will never change. And you will, I feel like you'll have snugglers forever. Ever. I hope um, so, You're the most loving mommy. And so... so- I feel like as they've gotten older, I have an opportunity to sort of incorporate them into yeah. my work. Yeah. Like I love the idea of raising entrepreneurs and yes. essentially they're just problem solvers, right? That's right. all we are. That's <laughs> true. And, so, and true. so Charles and I will bring up things at the dinner table about work, ask them their advice. What should we do? And allow them to have some ownership over it and weigh in and feel like it is a family business. And they take a lot of pride in that. And I think that also it is about just at the end of the day, what you're modeling, right? And it's I, true. And I, at the end of the day, your boys are so proud of you. They're proud of me. They have like moms that are like it's doing true. things in the world. Yeah. And like, doesn't there's a lot of things you can say as a parent, but parenting, just like anything in life comes down to action. It does. And what you're modeling. It does. And it's so true because it does rub off on them. And literally mm-hmm. yesterday, um, uh, Skylar said to me, mom, I'm going to invest money in uh, Wiley and David's lemonade stand. I'm thinking you can bake some cookies and it would raise the value. He goes, they've already, I said, he goes, they're giving me 33% of the business. Wow. And you know what I said? The negotiator. You know what I said to him? Go run numbers with dad. I'm not sure that your investment makes sense. Mom's ideas. Dad is the money part. Go, right, go, go right, run your right. numbers. So Roger oh came God. in, he goes, um, I think he's, I think he's investing too much for what, for Right, right. We got some work to do. 
But but the idea and the initiative is there. Yes, and they that love it. Is the important thing. Uh, we can fine tune the rest. And I think like when you think about your kids, you think about like what's the dream, right? What's the dream for them? And I think you see who's going to do what. Likely, you know. And I think Sky one thousand percent will be a CEO entrepreneur, hundred percent. And I think Caius will probably invent like vaccines or go to the moon or mm. God only knows. But my last question for you: What is the dream? What is, you're already living it in so many ways for better, for worse, ups and downs. But what is the dream if I said like five years, 10 years, 20 years, like what, where do you see it? Where are you? Mm, That's a great question. I mean, certainly we've expanded Pizzana beyond California, beyond Texas. We are, you know, delivering on our mission of like bringing transportive pizza to the masses. Um, But I think I also am really feeling so fulfilled by, um, you know, supporting other female founders in their journey in terms of angel investing, in terms of amplifying with my network, um, and support and mentorship. And I've realized that I can't, even though I love to start companies, like I can't start all the companies all the time. They take, um, a lot of energy. So, um, I'm going to be all in on pizza on it, but I can be on the sidelines of a lot of other businesses as an angel investor. So that's been really, really fun for me as well. And, you know, sweet success is part of that mission as well as just the idea that entrepreneurship is for everyone. If you have a passion and a plan. And, um, so I hope it will help a lot of people. You're the best. I love you madly and beyond. You're the best. This was just like a, this was just like a, I don't know, like a play date for me. By the way, that's (laughs) the whole point of climbing in heels is literally just talking to amazing women and friends and just people I love and admire because it just should be like coffee talk. Yeah. (laughs) And I have to say one last thing, which is there's a chapter in my book that I wrote where like literally had you in mind. And it's about the female founder network we have here in LA and how it's so strong and supportive and how we have this sort of unspoken language of like, we're smiling, but like kind of looking across the table and kind of checking in with each other in a very real way. Like how are things really? And I I literally, that's like an homage to you because that is, that's how I feel about you. Like you are always so positive and yet so real. And, um, I just, I love you so much. Right back. And I love you too. And I, and I do think that's important to know that like people do see you and see when you're going through it too, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. In personal or professional life. Absolutely. (laughs) I love you madly. Kiss those boys and kiss Charles for me. Hi, everyone. Okay, it's that time of week where I answer your weekly questions. I pick two. So here we go. First question, what are some of your favorite go-to Halloween costumes and do your boys still make you dress up? Okay, so I would say in all the years I've been dressing up, the thing that I go to the most is sort of a great Gatsby era woman with just like put sequins everywhere, tons of jewelry, bright red lips. I have marabou feather things for days, beaded little dresses, you know, fishnets, heels, the whole thing. It's, I tend to really go very last minute into my archives and try and throw something together. I've also done Brigitte Bardot. I've done Cher. 
I mean, I've definitely done eighty Sedgwick is one that I love. That's definitely my go-tos. And do my boys make me still dress up? Yes, definitely they do, especially Caius. And um, I will forever be some version of a princess or queen until he tells me that he doesn't want me to be. But so far this year, he will be a dark prince, a white knight, and I will be some form of a dark queen or a queen or a princess. (laughs) What is a fall fashion trend that you love? I would say one of my favorite fashion trends for fall year after year. And I think now it's, it's bigger than ever, but I love the idea of just a really textured coat. But typically my favorite would be like in a winter white or ivory. And I like it very tonal over some shade of winter white or ivory with like a camel pant or bag. I really love that sort of winter white um, oversized chunky sweaters and coats and trousers. I just love that look. I think it's so rich. I think it's such a nice alternate to black um, before you get into like January in the dark winter months. But that's definitely a fall fashion trend that I love. And I love winter white shades mixed with tans and camel accessories. I love. Okay, so don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. All you have to do is DM us your questions to at climbing in heels pod on Instagram, and I might just answer your question. Can you believe Candace grew up in Indonesia and went to every business school possible? Candace is so much more than just a pastry chef. And, you know, I think I'm endlessly surprised and blown away by the women that I speak to on this podcast because. So many of them I've known for so many years, and yet I'm still learning so much about them. And Candace has always just been so impressive with her business savvy, with, I mean, obviously one of the best bakers in the world, in my opinion, but I think taking sprinkles, cupcakes to such success. And then, of course, you know, it having ice cream and birthday cakes and all these things, but then launching Pizzana in the middle of. A time where, especially in Los Angeles, people barely eat carbs, but yet launched to such tremendous success. And um, I have to tell you that it stands out as absolutely one of the best pizzas in the United States, in my opinion. Totally unbiased. Of course, you will have to decide it for yourself. But I do love really learning more deeply how Candace was such a brave woman coming up in her career uh, surrounded by men in finance in the finance world and then turned around and said well I'm gonna do something totally unexpected and I'm gonna go back to like the beginning of time get back into the kitchen (laughs) and make cupcakes and make a business out of cupcakes so I think her irony just really led to success and she's doing it all over again so Thank you so much for listening to Climbing in Heels. And don't forget to write a review wherever you get your podcast. I love to see it. And while you're at it, follow me on at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes, and all things Curator. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.